Yeah, your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yo. Your mental matters ain't a simple pattern. We need to have a central chatter. Food for thought, grab a platter. My mental ain't for rental. I'm a central man, it's simple. I'm a ripple in the rip though. I don't wanna sick my ship, so gotta know your mental. Black life is hard, I don't resent though. Feelings really real, we should present those. Talk about it, you should know your mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. Hey, there he is. <laughs> awesome. We are here as a part of the National Society of Black Engineers 46th Annual Convention. Um, and I'm excited to be here with you all. And this is the Mental Matters Podcast. Um, this is our second consecutive year hosting as a part of the NSBE Convention. So we are excited to be back, be with you all. And um, we are going to get into this thing. Um, first and foremost, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, this podcast, how it all came about. And then we'll go straight into our topic for the day. So um, hope you got some snacks. I just finished my snacks because I'm greedy. But get your snacks together. And we're going to keep this like a kick it cousin session, if you will. So with that being said, uh, so typically what we do is we do a quick recap. And it has been a long time since I talked to my bro, Jarrell. Um, episode 52 was like, it feels like a month ago, but we've been so dang on busy. <laughs> you more than me. <laughs> I mean, this is true. Um, so this is episode fifty-three, and you know we're just gonna get into this thing. So first and foremost, bro, how you been? I've been doing good. I've been good. My wife, uh, putting coconut oil on every day, so I've been good. Listen, <laughs> you better get the moisturizers going. <laughs> Let these people know we are not ashy over here. Not at all. check the knuckles wait all right cool we good (laughs) so yeah so what you been up to man it's been it's literally been a month like what you been doing man like uh our family recently started like a a walking like pattern so we get together like every night at six o'clock sometimes 6 30 and walk for at least an hour so usually that gets us about three miles on like the walking path that we go on so that's kind of like my highlight at the end of the work day every day just do that walk and then um you know i'm still just learning as far as the uh like homeowner thing it never ends so um <laughs> i had some issues like with plumbing this week my dad was helping me out this morning to figure that stuff out and even yesterday so yeah other than that just homeowner responsibilities and yeah that's what's been taking up a majority of time besides work man yeah <laughs> don't even get me started how about you? you I knew he was going to do this. So, <laughs> thankfully, I get to finally boast about this. Um, so, my wife and I, we finally closed on our first home. And um, it's exciting. I'm excited. You might hear an echo because we ain't got no furniture. But we got a house, though. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know just going through the motions of getting appliances, things of that nature. Uh, buying a house can be really ghetto because people assume because you have black skin or fair colored skin that you can't afford these things. Granted, I don't feel like I can. But most importantly, like, I've got, and I, if y'all ever get this question, 
Do not smack them. I promise you, you'll be okay. We literally got the question about, um, hey, dang, that's a two-family flat. I'm like, bro, listen. It is one address number on the front of this house. Why would you ask me that question? I'm not even trying to stun on nobody. But, you know, because of, and I'll get into a little bit of my background and everything, because of my background, I have an engineering degree. Thank God for that. We um, went to school, took a real well-paying job, quit that job, got the job I'm at to move into your neighborhood for you to ask me, is that a two-family flat? It's like, no, fool. We just bought this house. Stop asking me that. My God. Uh, so with that being said and known, um, I'm just thankful. I'm glad to be in this thing. And, you know, I can't wait to, you know, get down the line and get my fire pit in my backyard because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Yes, I've been busy. We've been postponing recording for the last three or four weeks. <laughs> uh, but preparing for you all. So that's the benefit, right? You know, we traded it off. So, again, this is the Mental Matters Podcast. So this part, and you introduced it last time, Jarrell, so I got it this year. Uh, So the Mental Matters podcast is a space where um, primarily for Black men to be able to talk about the things that they go through that they otherwise would not have. Um, We always say we're good, we straight, I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. But we never actually get down to the root of the different things that we go through. And, um, you know, there's a lot between that and the ending these notions of toxic masculinity. That's all we're rocking a shirt and toxic masculinity. And, um, you know, our whole mantra is to make it okay to speak up again. Like we, you know, we will occasionally talk about jerk chicken because Jarrell makes the most amazing jerk chicken. He's like Gordon Ramsay on the grill with the jerk. I'm not playing with y'all. So if you're ever in Detroit, I already volunteered him to make y'all jerk chicken. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, yes, we started this thing in 2018, April of 2018. And we are officially two years running. Um, so with that being said, um, we're excited to be here for the second consecutive year. First year was in Detroit at the 45th convention. And yeah, so that's a little bit about what the podcast is all about. And you can find out more. You see the socials. I have to get my screen orientation together. <laughs> <laughs> the social information here as far as our website and IG. Um, that's mentalmatterspod.com. Or you can go to our IG at Mental Matters Podcast and all the things that are linked in our bio will have everything that we got going on. So, are you ready to get into this episode, bro? I am so ready to get into this episode. Perfect. So, we will allow interaction. Um, we will be calling on a few folks to help us get through this discussion because we a family. Y'all like cousins now. So, mm-hmm. you know, Jarrell always say Detroit and the Bay is cousins, but I don't know if any of y'all from the Bay. So... <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, with that being said and known, if you want to shout out your region in the chat, ask random questions in the chat, we will have a question and answer portion, and we will be calling on a few, maybe one or two of you all during the original course of our conversation um, as we engage and go through this thing. So let's get into it. So this topic for the annual convention I understand that the theme is about engineering the revolution. And when it comes to that, I believe that mental health is at the forefront 
of our lives now, especially with COVID-19, you know, this whole crazy pandemic. Hope y'all stand masked up. I am. And so with that being said, I know that and I, we shared an article about this, that mental health, you know, people getting, you know, checking in with their therapists and things of that nature. It's like the system is over, like, not saturated, but it's basically overwhelmed about how many people are seeking mental health assistance. And right now we need our friends and our ecosystems more than ever. Um, as you can all imagine, um, I imagine that you all have a friend, if you will, that you can talk to about whatever is going on or so you think. Um, for me, it wasn't until like the last few years, I'm like, I can really talk to Jarrell about anything and he won't judge me. Like, cool. <laughs> Even if it's my addiction to shoes, but don't you say nothing to Um with, with that being said, so first and foremost, um, I'm going to ask this question and I want you all to answer in the chat. What do you define as a friend in real life? I'm looking and I'm going to call on somebody as soon as I see somebody post in the chat. So what do you all consider a friend to be? Somebody, anybody? Anybody want to volunteer? Come off mute and speak their mind. That's cool too. So, Jarrell, we'll start with you. Okay. So when you think of the person, a friend, what, what, what do you define as a friend as? Friend is just someone who I share, like, common interests with. Um, and, and through, like, having those common interests, like, we build, like, a, a relationship or a rapport with one another. Um, but even, like, within friends, having friends, I feel like there are, like, levels of friendships. So, like, you and me, like, I'll share, I'll say, like, my wife, she's like my best friend like I'll share everything with her and then right after that it's like I would say you you're probably like the second person I would go to with like anything that is like bothering me um but with her it's like no walls no type of um and I feel like it should be that way since we're married and since you know we're, we're sharing like our space together and our lives together that I should hold her to like a higher um level of transparency the most transparency more than any of my other friends so I feel like with friendship there's there's levels to it and there's like different barriers around certain people who you call friends but all in all a friend is just someone who you share like a common interest with and through that interest i think that that will cause you all to like build a rapport with one another i think you're on mute rich <laughs> i knew that was gonna happen so with that being said do you have at least um, and this came up, I think it was from, I don't know if it was Will Smith or Tyrese. One of them said this, excuse mm -hmm. my ignorance, but one of them said that basically that you are a product of your, of the top five people that you surround yourself with. Um, so I'm going to bounce this back to you again. <laughs> Do you think that you have a solid top five? Solid top five. Yeah. I would say I have a solid three people who I go to. Solid three? Yeah. I mean, of course, I have five people who, who I can, like, go to at any moment or whatever. But as far as, like, people who I feel like are could be there for anything, I feel like I have three. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Am I one of them? Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not to put you on front. I just wanted to know. 
and it's not it's not anything against like the other people who I'm hanging around with. I just feel like I haven't um, like tested it with them yet, so I don't yeah. know if that's proven. You know that they that they would be there. Um, but I'm not like holding anything against anybody who I feel like I couldn't go to. It's just that it hasn't, you know, been tested. That that line hasn't been pulled on yet. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. So with that, um, and they probably came from a whole different range of like how long you've known them from like maybe, you know, you start interacting with them. I don't know if it lasts like three years, maybe. It's yeah. like even going back to like when you was in diapers, like do you have that type of range or yeah, I have uh, Facebook friends who I've known since, like, kindergarten. And it's funny because, like, you know, those people I've known since kindergarten, we kind of, like, fell off. Like, the love is still there, but it's not to a point where um, I would, like, call them or have their numbers, like, in my phone or anything like that. Just because uh, throughout the years, we've just, like, grown separate ways. Fair. That makes sense. For me, I would say that I met a lot of my good friends, like, the ones I can call them for anything. I met a lot of them in college. Um so yourself included, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a lot of people that can literally call for anything, whether it be, hey, I got this zit, what should I do about it? To like anything that I'm legit going through, mm-hmm. I can literally like FaceTime them, give them a call, and it'll be like, hey, Rich, you tripping? Or like, <laughs> all right, Rich, like, why do you feel this way? You know what I'm saying? And just having that interaction. So, um, I, I strongly believe that, and maybe a couple people here can, you know, help us out here, but I strongly believe that there are certain conversations that you can, probably cannot have with your friends. Like, I like to call this a true definition of real words with friends. Like, I know that I can call, like, my mom or somebody like, hey, you know, you know, my garden ain't going how it's supposed to. How do I do that, right? But when it comes to, like, real-life emotions, and I'm going to take this off because this thing is just doing the most weird. <laughs> when it comes to, like, real-life raw emotions and, you know, different experiences, relationships, things of that nature, you know, obviously with my, you know, thankfully I was able to find my spouse and significant other, but, like, when it's certain things that perhaps like we're going, not to say we are going through like relationship issues, things of that nature, but like certain thoughts or other things of that nature, we I was going to discuss. I might, I might Facetime you and be like, "Hey yo, uh, so I don't know how to make this jerk chicken. Can you help me out?" Or like, you know, am I tripping because I think X, Y, and Z? Like, you know. Like different situations, like for example, we are in the middle of moving. I'm realizing I hate moving. <laughs> it's terrible. It's the pits. For anybody that has moved, you understand how this feels right now. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like I hate moving. And who hates moving more than me? My wife. <laughs> and <laughs> Literally, like, a couple of days ago, I was going to pack up some stuff, this, that, and third, and she checked out. She was like, I'm sleeping. I'm going to sleep. And I'm like, <sighs> so, like, for that, it's like, am I tripping because I want her to do, you know, at the same time as I'm doing it? And it's like, nah, because at the end of the day, you know, our jobs are similar. So, like, she does certain things. She gets up earlier than me. 
So I'm a, naturally a little bit later than her. Like, I want to do these things, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. So with that, and my man Kenny showed through, and I, I hope it's the guy. I don't want to be one. But <laughs> Kenny said on the chat, you have to find a balance. And I agree with that. Um, you know, I, I think that she's definitely my equal per se. So she has a lot of, you know, experience in certain things I'm not great at and vice versa. And so that balance is always there and always good. So um, I'm going to pick a person and you can unmute yourselves. But the next question is about something that you have spoken to your friend about recently, whether it be relationships, other encounters, things of that nature. So I'm going to pick on, I see the Sir CPC chair in this thing, Austin. <laughs> you going to step up to the mic, dude? My dude. <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. Uh, repeat the question for me. So the question is, ultimately, what is something that you recently talked to your friend about? Uh, this is probably cheating, but convention. <laughs> <laughs> that is cheating. That's so cheating. I mean, it's very honest. <laughs> yeah. What else? Going back to school where, you know, COVID happened, not wanting mm. to, that type of stuff. And you recently graduated, right, Austin? Uh, so I graduated in 2019, but I'm in um, grad school right now. Bet. Well, congratulations. Shout out to all the current students, grad students, people that scared like me to go back to grad school because skip all that. Y'all are real MVPs, not me. I'm good with one job, and I hate the, I cringe at the thought of going back to school, so I applaud you all for doing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not, see, I just spaced out. I got so intimidated about going back to school that I just like <laughs> trembling over here. So, with that being said, um, so another question that I was wondering about is, Jarrell, when it comes to you, what do you think, well, I'll, I'll double back. So you mentioned that you met some of your friends in college, myself as well. Yep. Sometimes we get caught up in the, this is my classmate, we always together, so we friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it tends to work. <laughs> That's how we think it tends to work, yeah. but one of the things I also realized is that, and even now, like some people I was friends with mm-hmm. in college, mm-hmm. I just see them in passing on Facebook or like in the world. Like we're not really friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to really, everybody, and I had to learn this the hard way because some people are just trash on this. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> One of the things I had to realize is that um, everybody is not your friend. You know, just because y'all have the same color Jordan zone or, you know, y'all have the same teacher, y'all are great acquaintances because y'all have to share those experiences. Mm-hmm. And maybe that creates a friendship or bond. But even with that being stated and known, um, that doesn't equate to like, you're going to be friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I had to learn that the hard way. And, you know, I've lost great, I don't know if I call it great at this point, but I'm just say it. I lost people that I thought were great friends until I needed them for something like 
my wedding day. <laughs> and Chance the Rapper said this. I don't know if y'all some Chance fans in this thing. But he said, I don't want somebody for at my wedding that won't be there for my marriage. And I felt that. I was like, dang, <laughs> this man is right. <laughs> I don't. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, with that being said, um, so Jarrell, would you say that the majority of your, your closest friends you met in college or elsewhere? It, it's been a mixture. It, it's been a, a mixing pot. So I have uh, some friends who I'm still in contact with from middle school. One of my close friends, I met him in the ninth grade. We ended up going through Wayne State together. So me and him, you know, we're still really cool. Um, so it's, it's been a mixture um, from like all over. Um, one, one place that I haven't, um, that I've been, sh- I should say that I, I shouldn't say that I haven't, but one place that I'm shocked that I made friends at is like the workplace. So like as far mm-hmm. as like previous places that I used to work, I'm still in contact um, with, with people from like different places that I worked at in the automotive field and the healthcare field. And it's just funny to me because um, one of the things that that's always, you know, is always said that, you know, friends and work, you know, that, that doesn't go together, but, um, and I'm not saying that I was friends with them while I was there, but like after I left, it was more of a, a check-in thing that led to us having you know, multiple discussions that led to us, you know, actually seeing each other like outside of work. So that was one of the places that I've been shocked to find friends. At. Okay. Cool. Definitely. I definitely want to encourage you all to definitely share your experiences. If anybody wants to chime in, you can either like, I think there's a raise your hand feature, or you can just type it in here and I'll make call on you. I might. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, we're going to keep this ball rolling. So with that being said, um, so we wanted to talk about words with friends because not just for the fact of having conversation with friends, but I, and I, transparency purposes here. I was like, again, we all cousins, so I can share this. So as of 2020, I said that I don't feel confident in doing the work of talking about safe spaces, creating safe spaces, um, inviting safe spaces, and telling or advocating people to, you know, strive to get therapy or things of that nature to take care of their mental health without me doing that self-work. And so I was thankful, especially during this whole crazy, you know, Ms. Rona outside thing, I was thankful to be able to um, find and start therapy with a therapist. Um, So with that being said, I was able to have them as a person to, you know, talk about my things and, you know, get, they aren't fixers. I learned that, but it's like, I don't know if y'all seen this, but it's literally literally like two people sitting in a chair and the person that's, you know, coming for therapy has this big thing of confusion and yarn on top of their heads all jumbled up and the therapist is there to sort out and rewind the the balls of yarn, if you will. To me, that's what I found therapy to really be like. It provides me so much clarity in like, you know, all the different things that's going on in my life. And with that being said, I was able to say, hey, you know what? There are certain words now that I think about like who I think my real friends are or actually address and confirm who my real friends are. I know there's certain words or certain things I can't say that you know to my friends and we can have a real conversation about it um so 
you know, it, it, it is a real thing. I encourage anybody that if you've been thinking about it, definitely use the resources to, you know, make sure you find a therapist that works best for you and go from there. So the question in the chat right now to our participants is what is the duration of your longest friendship and how has it lasted so long? So I don't know if there's anybody that want to be like, hey, I got a story to tell like Biggie. But if you do, we'd love to hear from you. Anybody, I'm looking in these streets. I can hop on and say something. All right. What's your All name right. and where are you from? Let's start there. Yeah, so my name is Kai McClung. Um, I am a sophomore at Rose Holman Institute of Technology in Indiana. Region um, Fall. What's up, Region Fall? I see you. Yeah, Region Fall. Who's your mama? For your mama. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, but my story, um, yeah, so I had a best friend. We've been best friends since we were born because our moms are best friends. So, you know, even before birth, we already know. We're about to go paintballing today, so. Oh, you better duck. Don't let them get you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Bet. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Anybody else? We'll talk about their longest friendship and how long it's lasted. I'm going to be like y'all teacher and just start picking folks in a minute. <laughs> uh, I see Jonathan in the streets. I figured you were going to call on me. <laughs> what up, bro? <laughs> yeah. What up? yeah. Um, For those that don't know, <laughs> who are you? Where are you from? And, and give us some background here. What's your longest friendship? I'm Jonathan Tyler. Um, I currently serve as the Region 4 Professionals Chair-Elect. Hey. Yeah. Um, previously, I served with Rich on the CPC for Nesby 45. Wait, listen. I want you to know how much we had a ball. This thing right here. That's <laughs> right. For the people. I love this. This yeah. is like the best experience ever. Shout out to the Nesby 46 CPC. I'll be remiss. If I didn't give them love, y'all dealt with a crazy convention. To do it virtually is the first time we've done this. Y'all the goats. You know what I'm saying? I'll get that to y'all. But sorry to cut you off, bro. All right. So I'd say that my like strongest, longest lasting friendships, uh, a small group of friends from college. And I'd say the reason it lasted this long, so it's been about 14 years since we first met is because uh, we actually make an effort to, you know, still get together as much as possible, you know, even though we've all graduated, all moved to different parts of the country. Uh, so, like, obviously we didn't get to do it. We will probably won't get to do it this year, but uh, normally we come back to campus for homecoming every year to get together again. And all throughout Corona, we've been having like weekly Zoom chats just so we could stay in touch with each other. So, I mean, I think the fact that we met in college, I mean, meeting in school is easy because, you know, you're around the same people all day, every day. But, so that's great for starting friendships, but, you know, it actually takes some work to maintain those relationships. And this, uh, these people are, you know, the ones that, you know, I found that I could, you know, trust on the most 
I could come to them for anything. So that's why, you know, I actually made the effort to stay in touch with them. I mean, I've had, you know, good friends all throughout my childhood, but, you know, people move away, people get married, start having kids and, you know, without something more than proximity, like, you're just not going to put in the work to maintain those ties. Uh, that's big facts. So you said something that triggered a thought for me, and I'm going to get into this thing. Um, then we're going to keep it pushing. Um, so, man, one of the things I had to realize when it came to my friends, um, one, I think that my longest lasting um, friendship has lasted just about 11 years. And that person was my best man, Jerron. He's not in this um, Zoom meeting here. But, but literally from, you know, being there from the inception of, like, my relationship with my spouse to making sure that even though I failed it, <laughs> that I didn't drop out of physics too early, early often. Um, but ultimately kept me on track when it came to finishing my engineering degree at Wayne State University in Detroit. And so for that person to, and for transparency purposes, um, I forget the exact name of this disability. He'll probably smack me across the face. He heard me say that part, but, um, he was recently on one of our recent episodes, um, about, uh, be the change and then, um, next steps together. So if y'all want to check that out, definitely encourage you to do so. Um, but with that being said, he has a certain um, physical disability, if you will, where he has to customize his car, basically. Now it's like, I joke with him, like he has like a whole like video game, a console as his vehicle. I'm a little jealous, but it is what it is. It's kind of cool. And, um, you know, seeing his determination as a friend, it's like, it was very inspiring. Like if he's going through what he's going through, that's going to push me to keep it going. Like, so I strongly do believe that you are a product of the people that you surround yourself with. Um, so between him, I already boasted and bragged on my boy Jarrell here, um, literally like another brother to me, even though he don't answer the phone sometimes, but I think we all got those type of friends. I told you I was going to get you. But no. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like, you know, we, we all have those friends that we just need to um, – just lean on and be inspired by it so that we can be our best version of ourselves. Um, and sometimes we need them to check us on our stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, you was wrong for going out that way. Um, you know, for the fellas, sometimes ladies too, um, the whole thing about, you know, maintaining fruitful relationships with a person, you know, it's like, dang, you know, I thought about X stepping out X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, nah, that's what we're not going to do because – you know, they like family, too. So y'all ain't about to mess up our family. You know, we ain't going to be out here on no power stuff where, you know, you know, we ain't going to get into the whole Tasha and James St. Patrick thing. We're not going to do it. I miss power. I can't wait for this Ghost Part 2 thing to come on. But anyway, um, so, but with that being said, and some people's best friends are their significant others. Um, I see Michael in the chat said he's his best friend is his wife for over 20 years, for 20 years, and then for 18 with his best friend. Um, Spouses, significant others, boyfriends, girlfriends, partners, your best friends, they can be that person. It's okay to have them as that person. Like, that's that's legitimate. You can do that. 
Um, but it is important. I strongly think that it's important to have the people you can talk to, and that's healthy. So, um, with that being known and said, um, we will get into the next question in this thing. So, Jarrell, you talked about the importance of having real conversations. Um, I'm going I'm to start with this question, and I also want to hear from somebody in these in these Zoom streets. Um, what does a real conversation feel like afterwards? Uh, I had one of those about a couple of months ago. So I had a, I had a buddy who was um, married, but now he's divorced. And, uh, you know, he, he was married for maybe a little under, a little over two years. Um, and they ended up, you know, having... Um, a daughter out of their marriage, which is beautiful. But, um, you know, he called me, you know, after everything was like finalized because they went through the whole separation process and, you know, all of that stuff. So um, having that conversation with him, um, I felt like I was, uh, I felt like, I felt like that took our, our, our friendship and relationship to another level. Cause I mean, he and I had been friends probably since like the ninth grade um, high school time frame. So, um, and we stayed in communication you know, ever since then, but it went, it's like, it's like our relationship elevated because I felt like there was like a trust factor that was now like brought into, um, our conversation or like the way that, the way that he trusted me with that information. Um, cause he called me like the day after it happened and he was just like, yeah, you know, I just got to talk to you about it. Um, he was identifying, you know, some issues that he caused or where he went wrong. Um, and just tried to like walk through the whole, you know, issues of everything that he could have done better. Um, but then also just like looking forward and like to say, you know, but I do have a beautiful, you know, kid out of this. Um, so just being like that listening ear for him, um, I felt like I was able to help him get the burden or get that guilt or whatever it may have been like eating at him. I felt like I was able to, you know, just be that listening ear, um, just be that vessel, you know, that could, you know, help him through that time. Um, so just me being that person, just like picking up the phone, I felt like after that conversation, um, with our friendship going forward, I felt like, you know, this is, this is somebody who, who trusts me and somebody who I trust as well. Um, you know, I still, I still think about that, you know, like, like, why did he call me, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I just think it just lets me know that like going forward, we can trust each other. Um, and we can depend on one another. Gotcha. So for me, one of the things I think about is I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with this or if y'all willing to keep it real. I hope so. But to me, it's like having something heavy that you're lifting, trying to hold on to on your shoulders. And, you know, some people usually have like their shoulders clenched up like this. And then after you have that conversation, it's like you get to just, you know, stretch it out and you know, you feel like a weight's lifted off your shoulder, which is, you know, definitely what it's all about. Um, so I'm looking in the chat and I see some responses. I think I understand. Uh, one person says eye-opening. I, I agree with that. Um, it can definitely be an eye-opening experience is to see, like, I didn't know you had those words in you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I needed to hear those words. Thank you for saying that, right? Um and then another person 
um, says that it feels like peace, a resolution, and or actionable steps. Whew. Listen, I, I might have to have you come out and say something about that one because it sounds like you got a story to tell. You had this happen to you. Oh, hello. My name is Liza Lynn. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what conversation you were referring to, but a real conversation can end in many different ways and it depends on your purpose of having the conversation. So that's why I had the, the three different um, outcomes, if you will. So you can just be venting. So if you talk to someone and, that, and that's, that person is your friend and you get to a point where you feel they understood you or you understood them and you have peace with whatever you're discussing, that can be one solid good purpose of a conversation. Or if you're trying to resolve something and you feel like you came to a, a good resolution or you, you know what steps you're actually going to take to get to a resolution, then that would be a good outcome of a real conversation. So it just depends. I agree with that. Thank you. Liza, Liza Lynn, right? Yes. Okay. I don't want to get that. Where are you from, Liza Lynn? Detroit. Detroit? So. What yeah. up, though? Floor solid. <laughs> hey. I graduated from U of M um, with a bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Shout out to the BSME and this thing. That's right. Um, are you from the University of Michigan? Yes, Ann Arbor. Oh, okay, you know. <laughs> I ain't gonna front. Some of y'all be like, I went to the University of Michigan, Flint. No just the Flint, but it's like right, right, right. I feel like the the comes out real strong when you went to Ann Arbor. It's like you ready to punch somebody like the, <laughs> not the not the. And it's like all right, big fella. All right, I got you. You don't like the <laughs> you don't like the bug guys. I get it. I don't like Ohio myself. Different conversation. I got actually it. live in Ohio, so that's a whole other story. Oh, oh, oh God. Yeah. Whew. Do you have Michigan plates in your car? Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Why? What? Oh, I've been here for long time. I've been here for 16 years, so it's okay. I'm pretty much adjusted, but I'm still a Wolverine at heart. Uh, so you like one of those? Uh, I think it was one of the coaches that um, he had. You were, I think he worked for Ohio State, but you seen him with like the U of M undershirt or something. You, you one of those people? You do that? You know, I don't get into it. I find a lot of those people that are like diehard Ohio State fans didn't go to the school. It's, it's kind of weird. It's just I don't know. It's a Ohio. This is an Ohio thing, but I'm just like it's not that serious. Like I've never even been to a U of M game, so it's just what it is. What it is. Oh boy, I ain't gonna get into that. I feel yeah. like we are in the weeds right now. I'm right. just trying to pull out them things. Right. But thank you for that. I appreciate you oh, no stepping problem. up. You're welcome. All right. So there's another response, and I just want to hear from you. That a real conversation feels like a lightning bolt. Um, you, do you want to expound on that? Because that sounds powerful. Is that Levant? Are you still on Levant? No. Oh, so I was on the phone. I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. I ain't mean to be in your business. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question again? I'm sorry. Oh, no. So one of the questions we asked about what does a real conversation feel like afterwards? And you said like a lightning bolt. That that sounds scary. So like, would you like to explain oh, that? 
I think of it like like almost like black lightning. Like it gives you energy. It gives you um e- on either side too. Cause like um like I've had conversations with people at mostly at Nesby, like what about their their passions, about their um about their goals, and then it'll break off into like other conversations. So just like with lightning bolts, you don't just have like just that one. A lot of times when it once it hits it spreads out. You see branches of um, different things coming out of it. So like just from like from a really good conversation, you have that. Um, even though sometimes they come out like like, like lightning bolt, if you get hit by a lightning bolt, it hurts. I you got hit by a lightning bolt? I want to know. I've never been got hit by a lightning bolt, but I, I okay. think it hurt just a little bit. Um <laughs> So, but when when you have a good conversation, like you you feel a little bit more energized, and even with myself, like I get nervous or I shake a little bit whenever I'm I'm talking to someone. So, depending on how much I'm shaking, it tells me how good of a conversation it is, how either either nervous I am or just excited I am about the conversation. Gotcha. Okay. So. I think this is a good time to drop this gem in here. Um, but before I drop the gem, I'm going to say that, and and Jarell, I didn't tell you this yet, so <laughs> my bad. <laughs> but for those of you that have joined us today, first and foremost, thank you all for being with us this afternoon. Um, well, it's afternoon here. It's like 1243, but different time zones, different things. Um, for those of you that are still on at the end of this live podcast event, we have a special giveaway that we're doing. And if you're still here and if you engage in the chat, you might get something from us, from our merchandise, maybe. But you guys stick around and find out. So with that being said, I'll get back into this whole discussion piece. Um, so I, I believe in that. So Levon, thank you for that. Um, I think it's funny ironic that you said lightning bolt, not only because, you know, you mentioned about like, um, kind of like a superhero contundra, if you will, but it's a lot of the reason I'm a, I'm a history nerd. So this is where it's coming from. I had the privilege in 2014. Um, so I'm, a, <laughs> I'm what some people might start to say. I'm beginning to be an old head in Nesby. <laughs> I've been in Nesby since 2009 and I was able in 2014 to serve on a regional four executive board as the regional leadership um, committee chairperson. And so from 14 to 15, eventually on the NEB for the NLC chair. Don't know if y'all know what that stuff means, whatever. The the main point I'm getting at is I was able to meet um, one of our our esteemed founders, um, Mr. George Smith. And one of the things that he said, as long as you're genuine to yourself, and you're passionate about what you are doing, you know, and have people around you to support what you're doing, and you impact at least one person. That's all that matters. Like, nothing else matters. Like, a lot of people don't have to agree with you. They won't. That's just life. But as long as you impact at least one person, um, I think that, you know, you've served your purpose. And so, but one of the other things he gave me was about the history of our society and the meanings of the different elements of our Nesby logo. And I thought you were going on the tangent about the lightning bolt having a striking impact in society. And I, I geeked out. I ain't gonna front. 
it is what it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, so good input. I love that. So the gem I was going to drop on top of that was, um, and I learned this firsthand, and it still sometimes hurts. But I can again, we cousins, right? So I'm sharing it with y'all. Um, I said that a good friend will recognize when it's time to end the relationship or end the friendship. I think that's the characteristic of what a good friend will be for you. Um, or he may not, she may not, whatever it may be. Um, when I was literally picking my groomsmen for my wedding, I said, I want these several people in my wedding because over a course of time, they've always had my back on other things. And so I want them to have my back leading up to, through, and after our wedding day. And one of the people that I thought was actually one of my childhood friends that I went to elementary school with, some of high school with, um, so some I call him like my cousin and brother. I feel like a good comparison would be like what Jay-Z and Kanye West are to one another. You know, he did the whole Watch the Throne album, which is still one of my favorites. I personally don't know what's going on with Kanye these days. I strongly pray that he gets it all together because I'm confident that he has some type of mental illness going on that ain't nobody going to talk about what he needs to talk about. But y'all probably saw the video of him breaking down, talking about, I almost killed my daughter. And I was just like, so nobody going to address this? Like, you ain't got no friends around you? All right, Kim Kardashian, whatever. Um, I'm problematic. I, I know, it's fine. <laughs> But going back to my story, um, he stopped, my, my, one of my best friends, he stopped being responsive when it came to, you know, planning and getting up to the wedding day. Like, kidding, you got to reserve tuxes, you got to do all this stuff. And he just wasn't responding to anything. So I stopped at his crib and I was like, bro, what's up? Like, this is going to sound savage, like something you've seen on Power before. I, I promise I'm a Power fan. Um... But I was literally in the living room with his mom and his newborn son. And I was like, I know we're family. So what's up? Like, why are you not responding? And it got to the point where he realized he wasn't as supportive of my life as far as like, you know, you know, getting married, things of that nature, or he felt as if like my level of success, you know, or success, if you will, was more than it overwhelmed him in terms of the different people I had around me. Like, everybody in my wedding, I think, went, well, either was in school for engineering or some STEM field, and he decided not to go to college. And I'm like, that don't matter to me. But I I didn't think about, in contrast, what that experience was like for him. And to me, I don't think that part of it was being a good friend or not. But the other part of that is at the end of the day, bro, like you gotta let me know what's up. Like we've always kept it 98 plus two. Why get silent now? Like you can always text me, DM me like, hey bro, I ain't feeling it. I can't afford it. Whatever it is, let me know. But after that moment, it was something about how he didn't believe God was real and all that. And I was just like, all right, well. I, I strongly believe that God is the ultimate overseer of my entire life. So, yeah, we're going to have to come to back together later on this because I got a life to go get together and I can't have a negative energy around me. And so I like to claim that I was a good friend in ending that chapter of our relationship. 
but I can see that from different angles being problematic. So with that being said, <laughs> um, one of our last, I'm, I'm going to say we're going to pick two more questions and then we're going to open it up to open Q&A um, for anything that's just been on y'all mind. I just want to talk about, we can kick it. Again, we are kicking cousins. We are not licensed therapists by any means of the nature, but I strongly believe that we can give y'all that friendship here right now. Cause something you just want to talk about. So, um, so one of the questions I had, Drew, you can go into this is what can you do to increase the communication with your real friends? For me, one of the things that, I, that I've done to increase communication is to, um, like, you know, we, we're always, like, hosting, like, family things. Our house is the get-together house. So whenever we are hosting those things, I include my uh, friends as well as my family members to come through as well. Um, I just feel like that builds, like, a camaraderie. I feel like that, that encourages, you know, more transparency and just, you know, the willingness to just include each other. It just it just helps. Um, it breaks down, like, the wall that may be put there as far as the things that they want to discuss and things they want to talk about. Um like one of the things that I've seen that helps too is like, you know, like I've been trying to like do like the fishing thing recently during quarantine. So <laughs> during quarantine, fishing has become like my new hobby. Um, so I uh, I had like myself and then I had like one of my younger cousins and another buddy. We went out um, fishing probably like a month ago um, and just like spending that time with him because Rich, you were supposed to be there too, but I know you had other stuff to tend to. Um so and, and spending that time with him, you know, we were just talking about life and like how we came through school together and, you know, he's expecting a kid on the way. So we were just able to like have those conversations one-on-one um, through doing an activity. Um, but we we're able to, you know, talk about like, Hey, you know, like sometimes, you know, my wife be tripping. He's like, you know what, my wife be tripping too, man. Oh man, that's cool. You know, like we're able to like bond over like, okay, she's not crazy. It's just like, you know, there needs to be an understanding of what's going on. So um I would say just including like friends on activities um, and just pulling out that olive branch of communication is, is the way to increase communication. Got you. And before I pick on some people that have been commenting in here, yes, I'm the, pre- I'm the friend that replies back. <laughs> and so, no, that wasn't a shot at you, but since you laughed. But no, like I will say, Jarrell, like you have gotten extremely better with your communication and I'm proud of you for that. Because um, at first I'd be like, does this dude hate me? Because like I swear to God, like I used to have I literally y'all for real like y'all y'all I used to literally hit up his wife to be like what's your doing is he mad at me why you not answering like I literally used to do this I would literally call her to get in contact with him that's how bad it was bro like really you saw saw what was going on in my life at that time I had a job I hated like yeah so yes I was gonna get there but once we had that conversation about exactly what you were going through, mm-hmm. one for you to share that experience and share that what was going on with you, to me that opened up a whole new level of communication. Because, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell you a business a little bit, but mm-hmm. like actually the funny thing about that experience was he hated the job he was at, and the job that he applied for was a job that I applied for and did not get. The literal same supervisor, et cetera. And the next thing you know, he was like, I got the job, baby. And like, <laughs> a, like a crappy friend would have been like, eh, whatever, I don't care. You took my job. But because I found peace 
in the job that I already had and to see him happy brought me happiness. Like, I I hope y'all write that down. When I see my friends succeed, I feel as if I succeeded. Because at the end of the day, we are in this thing. We in this thing together. So if you win, I win, we win, and we eating jerk chicken. That's it. Period. (laughs) (laughs) My city girls. Period. (laughs) So with that being said, um, so there was a comment that I wanted to get into. Um, Oh, it's all good. We're going to get into that anyway. Um, so I'm going to pick on somebody. He knows exactly who he is. Michael, go ahead. Step into the mic, dude. Go ahead. Do what you do. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What up? Uh, you can hear me? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I guess to my comment. Um, oh, no, no, no. Wait uh, a minute, big fella. Wait, wait a minute. Quick, quick, What's quick. your name? Where you quick. from? Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Um, yeah, uh, Michael Barre, uh currently serve as Region 3 uh, professional chair, uh, Nigerian. Um, okay. But I so, was, uh, I have a question. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Can you show me how to make jaw first? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yes. Definitely, for sure. I bought the ingredients, and I ain't made that junk yet, because I'm like, what if I mess it up? Like it's like to me, jollof rice what? to you know well, well, to your culture. To me, it's like macaroni and cheese. I don't want to be yeah. the person that tries it and messes it up, and then I'm like, I'm shamed on like you can't make macaroni on every time in my kitchen again. So like, I want to make sure I keep jollof rice correct. <laughs> well, no, hey, 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 I mean, you, you always need somebody to try it out. I mean, you know, it's gonna be yes. it's gonna be trial in there. So hey, yes, bet. just gotta just gotta try. Oh, but yeah, for 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 me, uh, I, well, born in Atlanta, currently living in in, um, in uh, Little Burn in Georgia. Um, okay. And to, to kind of go, three. yep, reason three, yes, sir, powerhouse. <laughs> you ain't gonna do it one time though. No, no, you, you ain't gonna do it like that. Gonna do it like that. Ain't gonna do it. For those that was on the smartphone and black thing last night, that was like the best blackest experience. I can only imagine. Behind all the mutes that people was all like, ah, like, oh no, God, oh, oh God. So, all up, big up to Region Three. Y'all be ready down there. I'll be seeing y'all. But go ahead, bro. That's my that's my moment. I'm sorry. No, you good. Um, but yeah, from my comment, it kind of goes back to what I was mentioning about my childhood friend. Yeah, we. Oh, let's let's go into it this way. So you know, amongst men, um, you know, we don't necessarily always go deep into conversation. About things that's kind of always surface, you know. We'll check in. Hey, how you doing? You know, just just, just real surface things. Um, I know for me, just kind of recently, um, you know, me and my best friend of 18 years, you know, took a, you know, decided to kind of go deeper into conversation. You know, since we both married, have kids, so that of course that conversation has has changed. So um, you know, he you know shared the experience that he had, uh, you know, when he first got married, um, how it was difficult for. Um, his, you know, his, his family to kind of, you know, accept that, uh, you know, his priorities have changed as, as a man and, and, and different things. And, uh, you know, just, you know, just him sharing that with me, you know, really kind of enlightened me because um, I've, you know, I've faced some things here and there that I've, of course, never, never spoke up about. That goes back to men just not opening up. Um, and that just kind of opened the door for a lot more deeper conversations. Um, and, and, you know, we even, 
like Lau mentioned in the chat, um, you know, just try to connect uh, regularly and be more intentional about it. You know, once a week, uh, you know, if it's a phone conversation or just or just a text, hey, how you doing? You know, what's going on? Uh, you know, during your day. So just, you know, just different things like that to connect, uh, especially amongst men. You know, we definitely need to support each other as, as followers, as as leaders of the household. Um, and that can be kind of tough sometimes. I appreciate that, brother. Let me, I want to just jump into what you said about just as men. Again, we cousins, I can just come out and say this. So, like, I strongly do believe that the whole narrative or tone of the conversation changes when we say as men. Because, yes, we all go through things, you know, my sisters, I love y'all. I know y'all go through things and y'all talking amongst y'all cliques or your friends or whatever it may be. But like we as men, we always be like, I'm good. And I hate that. Yo, like in the back of my head, I'm like, stop lying. Like, I see you posting on Facebook. I see your little Facebook rant. You lying. Like, what's really going on, man? Come on, huh? So, you know, I'ma challenge you all, do a little homework. And one of those things is going to be when you open up and have a conversation with your friend for you to respond, are you short? And I've learned that those three words are so much louder. It go like the tone is just like, it stops. And then we get into like, bro, listen. <laughs> and then that's when the real conversation kicks off. When you hear bro, listen, you already know that we about to talk about some things that I ain't talked about yet. And you the first person that asked me, are you sure? <laughs> you just start vomiting what's going on, right? So definitely big on that. Um, I'm going to read some responses here because I thought this was really well thought out here. So shout out to the homie Nadia. Um, says that explicitly state that no matter the topic or the the topic of discussion will be free of judgment regardless of it's minor or major. Um, a good conversation is probably a bit like taking a breath of fresh air, something you probably could live without, but makes life so much better if you have it. Absolutely. I ain't going to read all of it because I think that y'all can uh, check that out. But um, I think that's that speaks volumes in just terms of, you know, if you truly got that one friend, y'all can talk about anything. Like, y'all can be cousins. Y'all can literally talk about anything. Like, bro, the White Castle wasn't it. And then, like, you already know what that conversation was. Terrible. It's like, it's horrible. It's terrible. You don't want to talk about it no more because you already know. And that's where it stops. You know. You know what's going on. Um, let's talk about intentionality because yeah, so and I, I saw another comment earlier about literally putting it on your calendar when it comes to communication with your friends. I listen, I literally have a routine. Like, I talk to like my sister, she's actually my cousin, but you know how we do, we be like sister cousin. Um, I literally FaceTime her once a day at the same time. I don't care if she got her bonnet on. I don't care if she's still in the bed. She probably covered up with a blanket like this. I don't care. I want to see the eyeballs. I want to make sure you're good. But like, literally, like I have a day. I'll literally pick a day, and Drew, you know this because I do this to you too. I'll literally pick a day 
and like FaceTime people. I'm that I'm that friend that I feel like if I can FaceTime you at any time of day, we friend friends. Like there is that level of boundary is is respected, but I just be like, what you doing? <laughs> and that's how I feel like for all my iPhone people, you understand. But those that don't, well, I don't care about all that. So it is what it is. Um so just with that being said, for those people that um, you know, sometimes you gotta schedule it in. It's okay. Like you can literally pick a day and that be y'all day, y'all talk once a week, once every two weeks. Establish that routine and go from there. So with that being stated and known, um, I have one more question before we get to the good peoples in these Zoom streets. Um so with that, and Jarrell, you can, I, I promise I won't ask all the questions in the world, but that's what I had is that, um, let's see, which one I love. I think you wrote that. So I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to let you get into that one. But yes, here we go. So when it comes to relationships and friendships, a lot of y'all know about this. Some of y'all done did this within the last two weeks. Let's be real. Um, about managing friendships and relationships. And this actually happened to me recently and I had to check myself and my privilege because of my communication strengths. I've been trashed with it, not going to front. But how do you manage or how to manage your relationships with your friends when they enter new relationships with other people, especially romantic ones? So Jarrell, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> have you ever had that happen before? I know I have. I'm just waiting to get into it. Yeah. So um, that question like came in my head because when I started like dating Gabrielle, my wife, um, I had a buddy who was away at college in Ohio, and me and him were real good friends through high school. And so like, like our probably like our junior year of high school, he left and went to another school. So me and him would just talk every Friday night, like on the phone from like ten o'clock to like three in the morning, just like talking, playing PlayStation Three or whatever. And um, we did that all the way up until the summer I started dating Gabrielle. <laughs> so, you know, things changed because I was on FaceTime with her every Friday night at this point or whatever, or um, or hanging out with her, like going to the movies and stuff like that. So he was a really, like, good friend because, like, that change and in, in, uh, our communication didn't stop him from still reaching out to me, sending me text messages, still sending me you know, links to funny videos on YouTube. At that time, I think that's when everybody was heavy into World Star, watching stupid videos on World Star, oh, <laughs> World Star videos. So, World Star. <laughs> so, um, I always like in my head, I always had him like pinned as like one of my like best friends because he was able to move seamlessly with me when he noticed that like my priority to him um, changed based on me having a girlfriend at this point. So he was always, you know, in my head as like one of my best friends that I had even before that happened. And then for him to, you know, continue to move seamlessly with me through life um, and be able to understand why I was acting the way I was acting. And it wasn't me being funny, but it was just me owning my relationship and being responsible. Like I always loved him for that. So that was that was my example. And that was my uh, reason for like asking that question. Like how, how did other people manage it? Because I feel like it has to come from the other person more so than from you and like you're entering the new relationship and you're making the new relationship and you want to keep all your relationships intact. In I feel like when they fail is when the other person feels that 
um, you're not being true to them or you're not owning up to them or you're not putting them as a priority anymore. So for him to feel and understand why I was doing what I was doing and still move seamlessly with me, I always commend him for that. That's it. And that, and that's it, that's all. I mean, you, you have to have that person respect your relationship and vice versa. Um, <laughs> and this is actually, this happened in two different instances. I won't give y'all everything because I feel like I, and, and John know, I can go, I talk too damn much, let's be real. <laughs> but one of the thing, one of my best friends, the same one I mentioned earlier, um, that kind of basically dragged me through school um, to the point we actually, fun fact, me and him literally graduated at the same day, on the same day. That was dope to me because y'all, and y'all know being a Nesby, if it wasn't for Nesby social media, things of that nature, we wouldn't see a lot of black engineers graduating all together at one time. That junk is rough. So like to literally have this best friend today as another fellow black engineer and get through school, I want y'all, y'all can do that too. So I hope y'all are close to graduation. If you have some doubts, keep pushing anyway, because you, you're going to make it. Random interjection. Sorry. <laughs> but back to the story at hand. So this gentleman, he literally just told us the day we closed in our house, in my, in my kitchen, that, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm dating somebody. And I was like, <laughs> first he said it to, like, my other friends that were here. And, and my and my wife and they wait till Richard find out. I guess they thought I was just about to go crazy and just snap. <laughs> so when I came back upstairs, I, he's like, well, Jerron, you wanna say it? It was like, Yeah, I'm dating somebody. And I was just like, Okay. I mean, cool, but like, who is this person? Like, it's not a ghost, I presume. Like, who is this person? Like, where are they from? What they do? Is it being real? Is it worth talking about right now? Like, you may be in a state of relationship where y'all just dating or y'all just doing whatever, whatever y'all be doing, because, you know. Wrong folks, though. <laughs> the day's a lot. Just saying. I'll throw that out there. Done with it. Um, At the end of the day, like, you may not be in a space where you're ready to talk about that relationship yet. And that's okay. For them, they've been on a couple dates. So it's like, all right, so y'all been on a couple dates. And I told him, said, listen, because I respect our relationship so much and I love you so much, when you ready to talk about it, let's talk. If this were anyone you want to talk at where somebody making you feel the way about it, naturally he's not that way. But if you want to talk about it later, let's talk about it later. That's cool. And he texts me a few days later and says, I think I'm about to be in a relationship. I'll confirm soon. I just want you to know first. And it was just like, that's what I'm talking about right there. Like, that's that real friendship right there. And so I feel as if, if you can't navigate, and even though those relationship and communication streams may change form, if it just shuts off, then all right, I'm, I'm pulling up at your house and I'm like, hey, yo, Jarrell, why you, I mean, I'm on your back, I'm on your back step. What you doing? I know you there. Yeah. I smell the jerk chicken out the window. I know you there. What's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but to that point, uh, I, I feel as if you should be able to challenge and have those tough conversations and at the end of the day, you know, talk about those things. You know what I'm saying? So with that being known, and as I always say, 
like I said. Um, so, Jarrell, is there anything you wanted to ask? Because I know you had at least one question you've been dying to ask and answer right now. <laughs> oh, the question I had, and I struggled with this, like, probably through, like, school and, like, middle school, mostly, like, growing up. As an adult, it hasn't bothered me that much. But how is it possible that, like, you disagree and still, like, maintain your friendship? Well, that's one of the things where, like, now it's, like, a disagreement, you know, I've learned not to be, like, emotional about a lot of, about a lot of things, um, just because everybody has their own opinion. Um, but I know, like, when I was younger, if we disagreed about certain things, it was just, like, we couldn't even be friends. So my my upbringing, some of it was brought out because, you know, I was raised Christian. So if I, if I, if I was uh, friends with somebody, I found out they weren't Christian when I was probably like 15 or 16, then I was like, oh, I got to take a step back because we don't believe the same stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just like as an adult, like growing through college and like you meet all these like great people um, that has been broken, right? So I don't struggle with that anymore, but I just want to know if anyone else like still struggles with that or, you know, how do you, you know, have conversations with people and still remain friends even when that conversation ends in like a disagreement? I know I can answer this all day, but I'm probably tired of hearing from me. I ain't gonna hold you up. Uh, so our esteemed colleagues on the line, I mean, this is your chance. Have y'all ever had a conversation where you disagree with somebody, but y'all were able to be like, it is what it is. I don't agree with you talking about, but whatever. That's just your opinion. Anybody? Because I promise I will be y'all. I will be y'all cow teacher. I think we got some comments coming in. I see them comments. I'd be, I'd be crooning. I just don't know how to sing. <laughs> uh, man. So, Derek, you brought up a good point. And I'm going to read it. And if you want to expound, the floor is yours. But some people think that if you don't share, if you don't share their thought, then you are judging them. Some of y'all been watching Insecure because that sounds like exactly something that happened on Insecure <laughs> this past season four. Uh... Again, if you would like to, you can unmute yourself. I promise we can get into it. But if we don't, that's cool too. Going once. Going twice. All right, he may have just woke up. It's all good. I like what uh, Eric said as well. He said, uh, once you understand that everyone has their own opinion and that having a different opinion doesn't violate your own principles, woo! then it's going to be difficult to remain friends. So, yeah, I had to learn that as I um got older and, and like I said went through college but growing up in a Christian household it was like you better be friends with everybody who Christians you know that's kind of like what I was taught and what was preached to us um not so much anymore I would say like you know at least the church that I attend um they don't make it a sin to hang with people <laughs> who, who don't believe what you believe but when I was growing up that was that was a big thing mm-hmm and a lot of times, I'll even, I'm, I'm going to be that person right now. A lot of times, you have friends and family members that think because you think a certain way mm -hmm. or you don't agree with them, that you don't respect the family. <laughs> mm -hmm. Somebody heard me. Somebody probably felt that in their soul. I know I did when I said it. No, I was like, damn. But, like, there are literally discussions that I've come out and spoke up about. I used to always, surprising. I used to always be the quiet kid. Don't y'all judge me. I feel I feel judged. You see how that happened? Um, but literally, it got to the point where 
I felt as if I can have I have this voice. I'm like I'm like Simba. I realize I learn I, I can growl, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's an echo. <laughs> and then once I realized that it was game over, like, nah, whatever. I got something to say. Um, uh, <laughs> said I'm still the quiet kid. I feel you, bro. Sometimes, <laughs> but I have disagreements with my family all the time. Um, and I'm getting that comment in a second, but. There was literally a point in time, like, random story. I'll make it quick because we got to pay these bills after this. Um, there was literally a situation where during Father's Day weekend, I lost my father in 2011. And since then, I've been finding different ways to honor my dad, whether it be my loud old sneezes to, you know, he was big on making sure a clean house brings God in, all that good stuff like that. Um, I'm not a religious freak. I just, I believe God. <laughs> really be he really be looking out and I can't even be mad. Uh but one of my family members asked me to help them move during Father's Day weekend. And I was like, no. And it wasn't even them asking me. This was like they, my my cousin asking me to help my aunt. Granted, it's supposed to be family, it's supposed to be all good. But this is literally them. And I'm like, no, I'm not, not this weekend. No. You asked me on a Thursday about a Saturday, first off. Second off, it's Father's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. We're not doing this. Nope, I'm not even responding. You can call all you want. You can hit me up on house party. Not answering. Don't care. Because the beautiful thing about when the phone rings is two lovely buttons. Maybe even five, depending on what phone you got. Answer, decline. I didn't either. I let it ring. That's the other option. I don't want you to know I'm disrespecting you. I just want you to know that I'm not answering that phone because you ain't hear me say hello. So with that, and, and Kenny, you said something very, very powerful here. Disagreement does not equal disrespect. And I found that this is a generational thing. There's somebody on this call that probably don't agree with you. I'm not one of them people. Like, that's it. <laughs> JT with the words. <laughs> and respect has to be earned, even if they're family. Right. So if y'all don't take nothing else from this session, take that back and be like, I ain't got to take that, auntie. I do what I want. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> I might be getting y'all. Y'all might not get macaroni and cheese safe for y'all at this holiday coming up. Don't do that. Um, he still throws shoes. <laughs> now give me that remote back <laughs> but uh but yeah so at the end of the day I mean it is what it is um for those that are podcast fans um ironically I've I've kind of tapered down my podcast listening weird I know right but one of my favorite podcasters said this on an episode of their podcast and you may be familiar with it it's called The Read by Crystal and Kid Fury. That's one of my favorite podcasts I listen to. By Curious, we do my wife every day because she always plays podcasts 24-7. Um, words mean things. Let your words be your hands. You know when to throw them. You know when to use them. 
ask for the clarity to be able to do both. You don't always have to throw daggers, especially with your words. But words mean things. And my grandmother, God rest her soul, used to always tell me this. Open your mouth, enunciate your words. And furthermore, use your words. And don't just throw a bunch of curse words in them because some people just be like, oh, they just angry. No, get that. Listen, I do this. I think of a word. I try to spell it. I tap it to make sure I spelled it right. I look it up to make sure it's what I wanted to say. And I use that word in a sentence too. You're going to get these words and we're going to keep it pushing. And that's just the end of it. So that's what we're going to go with. Don't be afraid to have words with your friends. And at the end of the day, your words mean things, especially if you say them. Um, and don't be, 